Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Tonight, I want to talk to you about, uh, and I just came up with this heading. I don't want anyone to feel, uh, you know, I, 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 when I put it, I said, maybe I shouldn't put it like that because someone's going to think I'm talking about leaving <laughs> the church of God in Christ or something, but I'm, I'm really not. I'm just talking to you tonight and uh, sharing with you on on some things. And so the subject I, I put on here is I'm not a member of this church any longer. I'm, I'm not a member of this church anymore. And uh, we want to deal with that on how to how we should leave and how we should how the church should respond to those that have been members of our church, those that maybe have uh, are no longer a part of our church. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with those that uh, that is is a part of their no longer a part? So let's uh, just sort of deal with that on tonight. Uh, I think I see comments coming in. Let me make sure. I see some comments coming in. Uh, I see some comments coming in. Some of them I can't. Some of them I, I don't see. I, I think they're on Facebook, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, I see them coming through on my phone, but I don't see them coming through on here. But I am uh, I am watching. I see you, um, Sister Hall. I see you. And so I, I do see y'all. All right. So let's let's get right into this. Um, tonight I want to talk about this, this question has come up and how should the church respond? How should one leave a church? And, uh, I want to say to you that this marks for me, this marks, um, 26 years in ministry, or basically it marks almost 27 years, uh, in ministry, but I've been in ministry 47 years. And so in my time of ministry, I've, uh, as an evangelist, as a pastor, I've seen a lot of things as I travel. I had a lot of interaction with churches and pastors and even members of churches. And so I want to sort of give you my insight on this particular matter, this particular subject, when it deals with and when we talk about uh, churches or deal with these particular events and things. Uh, sometimes... Uh, there are people that leave our church, leave ministries, and uh, all of those things. Some things just sort of happen. But first of all, I want to say to those of you that are here that think it's an easy thing that pastoring is not a easy thing. Pastoring is not easy. And uh, you have members and people that come to churches, and uh, it's like a family connection and sometimes you have people that are there for long periods of time. And then you have people that are there for short periods of time. They're not there for the long run. Uh, I have people at my church today at RRC, which started out, we were Holy Trinity, and I changed the name to Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ. But I have people that joined from day one that I was uh, there as pastor, then have others that were already there when I got there. I've got others that joined maybe a couple of weeks after that. And for 26, almost 27 years, they've been a part of ministry. They've been a part. Then I've had others that have joined that have been there for the short term. And what I mean the short term, 
they were not there as long as others. They may have been there a year, two years, or whatever the thing was. Sometimes they moved on. Sometimes they moved uh, to other churches. Sometimes they uh, left ministry because they moved out of state. Their job moved them away. And so there are various reasons that people leave. I don't want us to get to think that everyone that leaves a ministry or church leaves for their upset or their disgruntled. Sometimes people leave ministries because of a lot of things. Uh, I've had people that have been were faithful and their job moved, or they were faithful and they moved back home, or they went. Uh, I had one one member, uh, Sister Davis, that was very faithful. Uh, could depend on her to do anything, but her mother and father were sick. And so she moved back to North Carolina to take care of her father and her mother. Her father passed, but she's still taking care of her mother. And so that was one that left. And so people leave for various reasons. They don't always leave for what we think they leave for. There are reasons that people leave. And uh, we need to understand if we think that everyone that stayed, starts with us is going to stay with us, we really don't understand. People move, and sometimes you have no control over what people do, how they move, how they feel. It's just a part of ministry. Anybody that's passing the church, whether male or female, can tell you that it is a part of ministry. It's a part of ministry. You, you can't get around it. You, it's nothing that you can do. And if you think and, and your feelings going to get hurt because of the fact that, uh, you know, they not with me no more, this, then you, you probably don't need to be doing this. <laughs> you probably don't need to be pastoring because you're going to be, when you wake up, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't know that. Yes, it happens every day, and you need to understand that, that people leave churches for various reasons, death, uh, jobs, and you have no control over that. None. Can't do anything about it, all right? And so what I want to deal with tonight, I want to deal with not so much of people leaving a ministry, because that happens, or a church, but I want to deal with how we leave the church. How should we leave the church? I believe that when you leave the church, you should uh, leave uh, the same way your church, you should leave the church or the ministry the same way you leave a job or a place that you are employed. If you work on a job and you work there, you just don't get up and leave the job and not show up at the job, if you're supposed to be there Monday, you just don't not show up unless something's really going on. You just don't. I ain't showing up. You just don't show up for work and just you got the keys and everything and you just don't show up, period. And and they looking for you. They done called you. You ain't even called and called out. You just didn't show up and you were just there and 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 just just disappeared, never came back. And for the most part, people don't leave jobs like that. And the reason they don't leave jobs like that is because of the fact that sometimes they need that particular job to give them a reference. 
because other people will not hire you most of the time if you don't have a good reference or a good thing from where you are. They will not do it. And so when you leave that job, you just don't leave the job and not show up. And I believe it's the same way you should give respect to uh, the church and to whoever you are under that you just shouldn't leave and you have not, I mean, you haven't contacted anybody. You just left and uh, you're going to need a reference, but you don't have one because you just left. Well, it is my belief, and I'm just, I'm not going to be long with this. It's my belief that you should not leave the church without the pastor knowing that you're no longer a member. If anybody should know you're no longer a member, the pastor ought to know that. You join publicly, but you leave privately. What do you mean? You join with with you joined publicly, you came down and you said that you would follow leadership and do all those things. And then all of a sudden, you're a no-show. Nobody's seen you for weeks or months. Come on. No one's seen you for weeks or months. And you now you have left privately, but the pastor don't even know you're gone. At least the pastor should know. And you should submit a letter or talk to them in person and say to them, I'm no longer a member. It makes it easy for both of us. Makes it easy for everybody. When you submit a letter and it gives and shows a level of respect, when you say I'm no longer a member. One reason I believe that it's respectful is because, and I'm going to say this, you really never know if you're going to have to go back to that church or you're going to need them to help you for something. You don't know that. You, you, you just don't know. You don't know if, they, if you're going to need them for something. You, you have no idea that you're going, whether you're going to need this or you're going to need that church or not. I mean, I know you, you, you got an attitude and you, I ain't, going, I ain't ever going back. You don't know that. And so don't, don't, don't do that and get an attitude and you have not even told the pastor that you're gone. All right. I, I hope y'all are getting this tonight. You haven't told the pastor. You haven't said nothing to nobody. You just done packed up and walked out the door and don't nobody know. And here's the thing. You got a position. You got a, an important place in the church. And you just left. Nobody know you gone. Even the pastor don't know. When when people ask the pastor, where's Sister Songs or Brother This or whoever, they say, I don't know. They, I hadn't talked to them. And sometimes they call you, you won't answer. <laughs> and so you got to understand that. What, and I said, I believe it, it's important for us to do that because you never know if you're going to need them again. And the way you leave a church determines what response you will get from the pastor of the church. Because sometimes when you leave church and, and you go and, and, and do those things, you never know, uh, you know, that your response, sometimes the response you get has nothing to do with whether they like you or not. It, it has to do with the fact that they, at least if they know they can say, 
Well, they are no longer here if they choose to. But here we go. Watch this. Most people have left a church either uh, their, their church or they by their job or moving to another city or they left and uh, they submitted a letter and said they were no longer a member, most of them, and uh, they would do that. Even today, uh, I've had members that, that w- I've taught for years that when you, when you leave RRC, at least let me know you're gone. You know, whether it's, uh, if you, if you just decided, I don't want to be here no more. If that's what you feel, we're good. Just let me know that you're gone. Don't let me be looking for you and you never, I, I don't know you're gone. That's not a good thing. That, that's, to me, that's disrespectful, first of all, is disrespectful. And then secondly, it, it shows what kind of person you are, that you may not, we're always talking about what the pastors and stuff don't have, you may not have no integrity because of the way you did what you did. But I have people that have given letters, and I, I keep all their letters. Everyone that's left and they've submitted a letter, I got a file for all their letters. And when they leave, I'll say to them, uh, you know, they 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 still, uh, they can come back and visit. And, and sometimes even they have loved ones that pass away. We'll call and check on them and all of that because they left with the right spirit. They left the right way. They didn't, they didn't leave with an attitude. And so that's the way I, I do it. And sometimes, uh, I told y'all the other day, amen, I had a, a, a lady that had joined my church, and she was there, and uh, she had been there for a while, and then I didn't see her anymore, and I was wondering where she, where she was. And I went to preach at a church, a local church in the city, and when I walked into the vestibule part of the church, they had a board on, on the back, on the wall there, that listed and had pictures of new members. Now watch this. So I looked up on the board, and when I looked up on the board, the lady that was at my church is now took a new member picture, and she's on their board. But watch this. So I didn't say anything. But a, a few months later, something happened, and she came back and needed us to help her do something. And I had to be honest with her and say, well, we can't do it. And she said, why not? I said, because you're no longer a member of this church. She said, yes, I am. I said, no, I saw your picture on the board at another church. And you joined that church and you were in the new membership class. So you can't be a member of my church. You can't have dual membership. And she was really sort of, uh, uh, she was sort of upset with me, annoyed with me. But I, but the truth was, you you were at another church. And so you end up leaving. And when, so when you leave a church, you you got to know that you didn't do it right. And then I've had some that have left, and I've never got a letter from them. Still don't know where they are. Still don't can't find them. Uh, and if you call to check on them just to see what's going on, they ain't told you nothing. And I'm I'm not the only one. I'm just talking in general. I'm just sharing with you my personal stuff in these last 26 years <laughs> that I've had the experience dealing with, uh, you know, uh, what's going on. 
And so when you when you deal with this, I've had some that have left and, and went other ways of the churches. And here's another thing that happened. Sometimes they some churches you go to, they're old school. They just don't let you join their church. I know today we let anybody join our church. Anybody can join. Anybody can be a member. They don't you don't need mass. But the old school, you can join churches without having a letter from your former pastor. Now, I've had some. Uh, I had a mother. She's uh, She was at our church, and then she moved back to New York. And when she got to New York, uh, uh, the pastor where she joined, he was an old-fashioned pastor, older guy. And he wanted a letter from me stating to, to them how and, and, and saying what kind of member she was at my church. And she was a good member, so I gave her a good, a, a good uh, letter and everything, and and sent her, and uh, and he accepted. He wouldn't let her work in the church or do anything till he got a letter from me, from her former pastor. Are y'all listening at me? So I had to submit a letter. Now I had another occasion when somebody uh, wanted a letter from me, and I could not give them a letter. And they got upset with me, but I, I couldn't give them one. First reason I couldn't give them one is because you left and I didn't know you were gone. And so I couldn't give them a letter. And they were like, well, I need this letter. If if you want him to call me, I, I'll talk to him. But I cannot, in, in honest faith, give you a letter. I can't do it. And so I didn't I didn't give a letter. And and they were like, you didn't give me no letter. No, I didn't. There's I, I believe that you should have something about you that you will do the right thing. And and you know, when when you're no longer a member, if you don't want to be at the church, that's fine. But leave the right way. And at least let uh the pastor know that you're no longer a member. All right? Here's another thing, and I, I hope y'all getting some out of this tonight. <laughs> I really do. Here's the next thing. Uh, if you have left the church, I want y'all to come in real close because I need y'all to hear this. If you have left the church, actually leave the church. If you have left the church, actually leave the church. What do you mean by that, Pastor Martin? If you have left the church, stop dipping back into the church, talking to people that are still there, trying to get them and encourage them to leave because you left. Go ahead and leave. Find you somewhere that you can be nourished, pastored, and that you will be encouraged and and you can do that. And I believe God will honor you. If you going to leave, actually leave. Stop coming back, dipping into the church, calling folk, trying to uh, uh, find why, why y'all still there. Why you stop doing that? You, you have, you have left. And so you should, you should go on 
and do what you got to do. And there are people that do that. They will dip back into the church and, and come back or not come back, but they'll call people, text them and tell them everything and, and, and speak negative of the church and all of that. Come on. And all of that and, and wonder what in the world is going on? Because we've got to understand that we've got to do a better job. Now, I know somebody ain't going to like this, but we got to do a better job when it comes to these things. Come on, y'all. We got to do a better job when it comes to these things. And it's, it's got to be something that we do better. And so if you if you have left the church, you need to just leave the church. And and some sometimes people are like, well, I was I was I was hurting. Some people are hurt. I got it. But then there's some of you, some people are not hurt. They they if they can't control stuff, they keep up the devil wherever they go. And they go back and and they get a hold to the vulnerable people, they get a hold to those that are are weak, and they pull them. I never forget one time I had someone that came and they prophesied something and they, they was telling me about some things that had happened at church and they were true. They, they didn't know nothing about it. And they said, there have been people that have been seduced out of this ministry. And you have people that will come in no matter whose church they are and seduce people out of ministry because they don't want, they, they don't want to be there. And so they want to take others with them. I hope y'all getting some out of this. They don't want to be there, and and they want to take everybody they can with them. I'm gonna take y'all with me. No, you you just need to go and actually leave the church. You left. Why are you still concerned if you left? Especially if it's a good church and there ain't no crazy stuff going on. I can understand now that if it's crazy stuff going on, I got that. But when the church is good and they solid, the foundation is good then why are you still hanging around and you say you're gone? Lord, I can't get nobody to help me tonight. You know, find somewhere to go. Okay. Um, (laughs) Then the other question was, and I'm going to be balanced tonight. Then the other question is, how should the church respond? To someone that leaves the church. When people leave your church, if they're leaving and it's like if they're going to another job or whatever, or going out of town. Now, when people come to say, Pastor, uh, I'm going out of, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'll be out of uh, uh, going, I'm moving back home or my job is relocating me. When people come in and say that to me uh, and they give me the date that they're going to leave most of the time, the Sunday prior to that, I will uh, make an announcement that they um, uh, that they are going. I'll make an announcement that they uh, are moving out of town, and and I'll I'll uh, have the saints and we'll get her and pray for them. I'll make that announcement and 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 do it that way. Uh, sometimes they, they don't bring a letter because that it is their letter. They're letting me know that they are uh, on their way going somewhere and they've got to go. And and so I can deal with that. But then there are others 
that they bring a letter and 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 things and they resign their membership. And when they do that, I don't make a public announcement. I don't. If someone comes to me, as long as I know, if someone comes to me and they say, well, Pastor, uh, I'm not going to be here any longer. And maybe I maybe I need to look at that again, but I'm just saying what I do as of now. And and when they say, well, I'm, I'm, I resign my membership, da 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 I said, okay. Now, most of the time, the reason I don't do it is because sometimes they still have uh, family members that are part of my church. They're still a part of the ministry. And so I don't want to ever make people feel that I got some type of thing against them because they left and get up and talk about them in a negative way. I don't think you should get up and talk about people in a negative way when they leave church. All right. I don't think you should do that. Uh, I don't, um, I don't think you should do that and, and talk about them in a negative way. Reason I don't make the, the thing is because again, sometimes they've got uh, people in and some people have had bad experiences that when they leave churches, pastors get up and blast them and talk about them real bad. I don't do that. And so most of the time when people find out they're no longer members, they've heard it from the person themselves or they call them and text them. And, and another thing that I do, I don't try to keep people because people have built friendships over the years. I don't try to keep people that have left the church, you know, and some of them, they, they are respectful. I don't try to keep them from being friends with people that are still there. I don't say, well, if you can't, they don't left this church and you can't be friends with them. I, I don't, I don't do that. I, I think that that's the wrong thing to do. I, I got to trust my people and trust that they would know the right thing to do. So I don't do that and act like, well, you can't because they're people, they were friends before they came. Some of them became friends after they got there. And so they're still friends. They still talk to each other. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes when I know they're still friends, I'll ask them, I'll say, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say to them, how are they doing? And they're like, uh, I talked to them the other day. They're doing okay. Great. Tell them I said hello. I don't have no problem with that. I do that all the time. Why? Because I don't think we should use, uh, uh, uh we should use the, the, the pulpit as an attack mode for attacking people that left our church because whatever reason they left, they left. And so getting up talking negative about them and, and, and blasting them and putting them out and doing all that thing, it, it doesn't help any of us by doing that. And so I think we should deal with that a different way. Uh, you know, and, and I know that there are people that, that leave and stuff and they dip back into the church and they speak negative of the church and bad about the church and they try to seduce others out of your church. But you've got to understand if you've been, if people got good integrity and they say, then they, they probably won't, you know, get into all of that. And, and so you want to do that. So you don't want to become a person what you just, you know, blocking folk and I, I ain't going to do this and that. You don't want to do that. You you just don't want to. So I don't do it. You know, now the only time that I have done it, and I'll tell you when I have done it, uh, in my 20 some years, I've only dismissed two people out of my church. 
in 20 some years. I, I actually dismiss two people out of my church. Only two. I dismissed them out of my church because I received a, a phone call. I was at in my office and I received a phone call from one of my members and said, Pastor, I thought you needed to know this. Well, what what is it? That this person that was a trusted person was uh, at, uh, well, some of my members were living, uh, was at this complex, and this person went up and began to, um, you know, began to, to draw, try to draw members to themselves, all right? And so when I confronted them about it and said something about it, you know, they, they really got smart about it. So I just told him, I said, you know, we, we appreciate you being here, but I don't think that you should be here any longer. So I dismissed it. And of course, they, you know, people don't like to talk about the whole truth. They took a, a number of people with them and started a church. Took a number of people with them and started a church. They did. With the people that they took with them or went with them. But here's the thing that happened. One day I was in a meeting, in a, a set up meeting for a district, and my son called me on the phone. I was like, now he know I'm in a meeting. Why is he calling me? And he called me, and when he called me, he said, Dad, you're not going to believe what I'm looking at. I said, what are you looking at? He said, I'm looking at Judge Mathis on TV. And then he began to tell me who was on TV. The, the young man that had came in to take all these people out of my church and seduce them out of my church, saying, telling them that the Lord said, your time of this church is up. You should be with me. Now, the people that went with him are suing him on Judge Mathis on the show because he misappropriated some money that they had given to him. So now publicly, they're on TV and he's being sued. I have to tell you that those individuals did come back to church. They didn't join, but they came back. We were having the service. They came back and apologized to me. But I never dogged them out. I never made them feel bad. I never did any of that. That's why I say you never know. You may have to go back. And so it's it's best if you're going to leave, leave the right way. They probably never thought they would have to put him on on blast on, on George Mathis, but they did. So we have to understand that how you how you deal and things that you do, uh, something that you, you probably going to, if you get this tonight, it'll help you how you respond to them. One thing is, you know, you don't. Go about and, and I don't care how much they badmouth you. You don't do that back to them as the church. Because people, some people, that's just what they do. So you don't, you don't, you don't badmouth them. You don't, you don't do all that. You just let it ride. And you just keep on doing what you're doing. All right? And so that's what you have to do. Now, I think the only one other time I, I did let some members know, I, I called a, a Something like a meeting, phone conference or something, and let some people know that a person was no longer with us. But that was because they were very disruptive. Because we have to understand there are people in the pews 
that got just as much, if not as much, sometimes more, I know we don't want to admit it, influence as the pastor does. And they call pew pastors. <laughs> and they got influence too. Sometimes you think you don't want with influence and you're not. You know, so you have to understand that. And uh, But one of the other reasons I think we should just let people go uh, is to sometimes when they stay, now, I know we don't want to hear this, but sometimes when they stay, they become disruptive and can cause more damage than good. Because they got that influence. Sometimes you have to let them go. Sometimes you got to let them go. I heard a preacher preach once. He says, we got to close the back door to the church. We got to close the back door to the church. We got to close it. Close the back door. But then I heard another preacher come along and he made sense. So that water, he said this. He said, we need, watch this, to open the back door. I said, huh? He said, we need to open the back door. And when people want to leave, don't go through no changes. Let them leave, especially if there's nothing wrong. You know, if it's not a scandal at your church and all, that's different. But if, if everything's good, then you just let them leave. Open the back door and let them go so they can get out. Because if they stay there and they are disgruntled, if they stay there and they are not happy, they're going to cause some damage that sometimes you can't fix. Because sometimes you'll be wondering why people that have been acting good all the time, now they're acting funny, somebody probably doesn't got to them. And it's somebody you wouldn't let, you wouldn't let out. I heard the late Richard Hinton say when preachers would come to him and say, Pastor, the Lord's calling me to go. He said, you know, he would say, you sure? And they said, yeah. He said, I would let them go and do whatever they were going to do. And, and then this is what he said. He said, the reason I let them go is because if I'd have held them there, they would have sit there the whole time and said, I could have I could have really been in ministry. I could have really been doing something. But they sitting on me. They don't want me to go. They don't want me to do this. So sometimes it's best to let them go. He said, and then if you let them go, and then they find out it's not all they thought it was, when they come back, if they come back, but if they come back, you won't have no problem out of them. Because now they see how things go. And so we have to understand that sometimes you got to open the back door. You, you can't just close and close and folk in that don't want to be there. They've shown they don't want to be there. You can tell by their posture in church they don't want to be there. You can tell by the way they act they don't want to be there. And you, and sometimes we got them in position and they don't want to be there. You got to open the back door. When they say they, they it's time for them to go, pray for them and wish them Godspeed. Because here's what the story that I heard, and this this is a true story. The preacher said, 
a person, one of his members, had burglar bars on their house, on the windows, the doors, everything was had burglar bars on it, but one, but one window. So someone broke into the house and got into that window, squeezed themselves in, went through the house taking stuff. But guess what happened? They couldn't get back out the window. And when they couldn't get back out the window, guess what they did? They panicked. Panicked. And did what my grandmother and others used to say. Uh, this, this is the old saying. They ramshacked the house. They tore it up. Because they couldn't get out. And when the police came and, and, and the door was open. And the lady realized that someone was in the house and called the police. When they opened the door, the whole house in, in the part they were trying to get out was destroyed because they ramshacked the house for the mere fact they couldn't get out. What are, what are you saying, Pastor Martin? Sometimes you got to let people out because if you don't let them out, in the words of my grandmother, they will ramshack your house. They will mess it up, and so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let them out. You can't, you can't be holding people. If they want to go, you gotta let them go. And sometimes it's it's best for everybody. It's it's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's it's a very positive thing that that they that they they go. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to get mad because you got to understand every church. If every church had everybody that was original a member, if everybody had, uh, if everybody had all the members that join our church, none of us would have no room in our churches. But that's not the case. And then with the pandemic came along, then you got people that they still members, but they just haven't been to church. I got members. I know they, they pay their tithes, they get their offerings, they do all that, but they, they haven't been to church. And I don't blast them and beat them up, you know, you know, and, and all that stuff. I, I just understand that some things have changed and we deal with that. But my, my point is that if, if it's somebody that wants to go as leaders and as churches, we've got to let people go so they won't mess things up. You don't hold people that, that want to go. You just you just let them go, and when they go, uh, you know it's it's a two way street. That respect that you give each other, and we try to give each other respect. Uh, most people that I see that that are no longer part of my ministry of the church, when I see them in the street, I hey, how you doing? And and some of them don't even know how to how to talk to me because some of them didn't leave right, then some of them some of them did, but they don't know what to say. They be like because they shocked. That I'm speaking to them. Because they think I'm going to try to avoid them having an attitude. I'm not. I understand that people come and people go. 
and and any pastor that's listening to me tonight, you will have a better life. You will feel better when you get that in your mind. People come and people go. And it don't you don't have to have a scandal for people to go. You don't have to have anything going on for people to go. People come and people go. Whether it's moving, whether it's a job transfer, whether even death. I've got people that I've lost that were wonderful, wonderful members, but they passed away. I was devastated and hurt by that. I had a young man years ago, Elder Scott. He was he wanted to go to the to the meeting. His first time going to, I don't know if he was Memphis, it was Memphis he wanted to go to, and he had paid his report, and he came in that Sunday and he said to me, Pastor, I paid my report, gave me his check, and said, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, I'm going to the to the meeting. I think it was either the April call or the convocation or whatever it was. But either way, uh, I got a call. One uh, I saw I had missed the call one one night, <clears throat> and so when I when I listened at the message, one of my deacons said, "You know, Pastor, give me a call." And so, you know, I called him right then. It was like early in the morning. When I say early, I'm talking about one or two o'clock in the morning. And he said, "I said I, I missed a call from you." He said, "Yeah, I, I wanted you to. Uh, I wanted to tell you that Elder Scott passed." And I was lost. Why? I said he did what? And he was in an accident and he got killed. Um, I to this day, that's been years ago. I mean, we're talking about maybe two thousand one, two or three, something like that. I still miss Elder Scott. Why do I miss Elder Scott? Let me tell you why I miss Elder Scott. Because Elder Scott, we were having watch this five a.m. prayer at church. Five a.m. prayer at church. I ain't talking about on the phone. I'm talking about 5 a.m. prayer where they had to drive in and pray. All right? Elder Scott lived 50 miles, 50 miles away from my church. And he never missed a 5 a.m. prayer. Drove 50 miles in. And never miss 5 a.m. prayer. Are y'all listening to me? So everybody that leaves is not, you know, just what because they're disgruntled. But he passed away. But drove 50 miles to be in, in the prayer. And then guess what? After prayer was over, he got back in his car. And from my understanding, he, he lived closer to his house than he did to church. And then drove back up where he was coming from and went to work. Who would miss a member like that? I'm I'm trying to tell you all. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. People leave. Some some are disgruntled. But some people, they are are dedicated to what we're doing. They they love the ministry, love church. And so when when either if they pass or if something happens, it's something that you've lost something. And we and sometimes you lose people like that, and you be like, "Man, oh my God, I can't I can't believe that." Uh, I just 
um, just eulogize um, uh, a person recently. Uh, matter of fact, uh, yesterday made a month that they passed, and and he had moved to another church. But he had recently moved to another church. He had been sort of sickly over the couple of years, about 10 years is really going through. But anyway, he moved to another church, but his, his wife and daughter said, we want you to eulogize him. You're, you're the only one who can really eulogize him because you knew him. But he was so dedicated and faithful that when I made him a, <clears throat> a personal assistant of mine, man, I couldn't go nowhere without him being connected to me. And then he started taking pictures. My granddaughter takes pictures now, but every Sunday he would get the camera and take all the pictures in our church. Very faithful, brother Carl. Very faithful, very faithful, brother. Couldn't couldn't say nothing bad about him. Just just faithful, loyal, and faithful to the work of God. And so when he when he passed away, and they said, "Would you do his service?" By all means. By all means. I, I I wouldn't dare turn that down because he had he had moved to another church. Wouldn't do that. He was faithful. He was a faithful brother. His daughter's on here now. Uh Sister Shante, she's on here, she can tell you. Uh she look, she said, My dad will always be a member of RRC. Faithful brother. I mean just, I mean, just all of that. And so when you lose people like that, it you you feel the effects of it. I don't care what nobody tell you. And I got some people now that are faithful like that. They're just faithful. You you can depend on them. They're going to come through for you. And so I think that we need to have more of a conversation. We don't need to destroy people that leave our churches. But we also need to have the other conversation that people that leave our churches don't need to destroy your church. Don't say I didn't learn anything there because that that's really not telling the truth. Because if you got there and you didn't know the books of the Bible, if you learned those, you learned something. If you learn a scripture, you learned something. You learned something. Now, whether you feel you're not getting any more what you should get, then that's up to you and God. But don't diminish what that church and those leaders have done by saying you ain't getting nothing and ain't nothing happening. Don't do that. Because that's not true. That's not, that's not true. And and you know it's not true. Don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> and then my last thing, and I'm gonna get out of here. Sometimes moving on is good for everybody. It is. Sometimes it's good for everybody. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's not. We, we are so always negative about everything that we think everything is negative. And some things are not negative. They're good for everybody involved. And, and I'll say this. The thing that bothers me, and I'm going to teach on this, you know, I'm going to start doing some church stuff teaching on this. But the thing that bothers me is in our churches, when I say our churches, I'm not just talking about local churches. I'm talking about in jurisdictions. I'm talking about in national churches. I'm talking about in other places, other denominations. I'm talking about everybody. We have 
Now, I know this, you ain't going to like what I'm about to say, but I got to say it anyway. We have a gang mentality. I better take a sip on that one. We have a gang mentality. What do you mean by gang mentality, Pastor Martin? Okay, here we go. Uh, Here we go. The gang mentality. When When they join gangs, when you try to lead the gang, people beat you up because you left the gang or you they go after your family and everybody because you you done left the gang. Now, let me say this to you. Let me help you out. We got to get away from that gang mentality. Now I'm going to say something. Just because somebody left you, whether they left your church or whether you left somebody else, we got to stop this gang mentality because understand that everybody that left or leaves is not bad. Even if they did some stuff, that don't make them a bad person. Maybe they got caught up in the moment or caught up in the whatever, but we got we to gotta stop this gang mentality. We got we got to stop. I heard somebody uh, years ago, and and I'm gonna say it because this this is my stuff here. I heard somebody years ago a person that had that left the had had left our church, Church of God in Christ, and they went. I don't know if they went to another Reformation or whatever, but anyway, they became a uh, they became a bishop in that Reformation or whatever, and uh, there were some people that blasted them bad. Over there calling yourself a bishop. You ain't no bishop. You are, uh, you are, uh, what is that? A Mickey Mouse bishop or whatever. Whatever they said. They just, they just went to, I mean, dogging them out online and publicly and whatever and all of that stuff. You a Mickey Mouse bishop. You ain't no bishop. And, and, and. Now, here, here's my problem. Here's my problem. The Bible says, person that desires the office of a bishop desires a good thing. But he didn't say he had to be, watch this, a church of God in Christ bishop or a bishop in any other thing. It just tells what he need to do if he desires the office of the bishop, be the husband of one wife, it goes down the thing. And we, we're the ones that made it where you know, if you're not a, you're not legit, if you're not in this, who told us that? Where did we get that from? And then sometimes what we do, Lord, I'm getting in trouble. I better get off here. Sometimes what we do is we we will down those that left us, but others that are under another umbrella. We'll respect them, invite them, sit them on our platforms and give them the highest respect. Okay. 
I, I see I see I'm getting in I'm getting in trouble tonight. <laughs> you know, most people ain't gonna say this, but it's the truth, y'all. We gotta get rid of this gang mentality. Some people they leave it's it's some people it may be the Lord really calling them out. It could be. We don't know. And if they do it right and leave right, what what is what is the complaint? We don't know. They could be leaving the right way, and it could be God. Could be God. For all you know. We don't know. Even when some people leave our church, it could be God. Could be. For all we know, it could be God. And I don't, you know, even, even if I don't feel it was God, I just say, well, we're going to be praying for you. I pray that everything works out for you. And then here's, here's what you really, then this is what you do. Then you say this. You say it this way. You said, um, I need, I need you to know that if anything happens and you don't, and you can't make it, you can always come back. That's what my uncle told me when I went on my own. He said those words to me. He said to me. He said, when you go out there, if you find out you can't make it, you can always come home. And can I tell y'all something? There were some days I was out there as an evangelist before I started pastoring. That he was in places and I had to go home. I had to pack my bags and go home, whether it was a meeting or two with him. But I gave him the respect that every year when he had his camp meeting, my pastor and everyone knew he's going to be there with his uncle. I was with him until he, he stopped doing it. But he always told me, you can come home. And i never forget one time I, I surprised him when they had the riots. Remember the Rodney King thing? They had the riots. I flew to L.A. I knew he was in L.A. every. We, every year we would go to L.A. the same time. We were there Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday at Academy Cathedral. So I flew out there, and I was going to get a room because I knew what hotel he was in because we always stayed at the same hotel. So I was going to get a room, and so the cab dropped me off. And, and just so happened when the cab dropped me off, he was coming out of his hotel room, and he saw me. He said, boy, what you doing here? I said, I came to support you this week. And uh, he's like, what I said, I got to get a room. He said, no, you ain't. You're going to stay in the room with me. And he and he uh, put me in the room with him. Put me in the room with him. And and did that. And and then put me up to preach like he always did. And I ended up staying over running a revival. Even after he had closed out. But he always told me, you can come home. And I did it several times. All I'm saying to us tonight is let's be let's respect one another because I don't want anyone to feel that this live is about people that leave churches. It's not. It's about the respect we should show one to another. We we should respect each other by letting them know you're not there, and then when you leave, leave. If you got friends there, go ahead with your friends, but always respect each other. Always respect one another. It's about respect. Even if even if you had a, a, a falling out, respect one another. 
You ain't got to dog people out and kill them. Respect each other. Respect each other. And stop all this crazy stuff. Just respect each other. It's okay. You know, stop stop holding grudges and alts and stuff. <sighs> Get over that stuff. Respect one another. And I believe if you do it, the Lord will bless you. Now, I pray and trust you got somebody this night. I really do. I, I pray that you this has helped you. I pray that this has blessed you. If it has, please do a, me a favor. Share it with somebody. Uh, repost this uh, uh, something. Uh, I'm on here longer than I needed to be. But I wanted to, uh, since people's... Uh, Ask me about this, and I wanted to. Sister, I want to thank you, thank you. I, I wanted to share this because sometimes we don't we don't hear enough about this, and and we're tearing each other up, and we don't have to do that. I mean, it, it's not necessary for us to beat people up and and stuff like that. Um, you know, when I when I got former members that I hear about. They don't. They feeling. They're not feeling good. They're sick, and they got family members that I know how to reach them. How are they doing? Matter of fact, I've even called some of them and say, "How you doing?" I heard that you were sick, and they were like, "Pastor, so yeah, I'm calling to check on you. I know you're not a member. You're no longer a member, but you're still human. You're still the soul. You, you just. We got to grow up, y'all. I'm sorry. We got to grow up somewhere. We got to grow up." And, and it's not all on the people that just leave the church. Pulpit. I did a series uh, years ago. I did it every day concerning wisdom in the pulpit. We have to use wisdom in the pulpit. We got to sometime how to deal with people that, you know, we, 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 we're supposed to be the leaders. We got to know how to deal with folk and some things, everything does not require a response from us. Even as leaders, you don't have to address everything. It's not, it's not necessary. Some stuff you just, and you let the Lord do what he does. And when he does it, it comes back and you be like, I have to do anything. Can I tell y'all something I'm done? I've had people to come and apologize to me. But now don't let this shock you. But I've also had to go and apologize to people. Everybody wants apologies. But no one wants to go and apologize. Can't do that. Can't do that. Sometimes they may be wrong. Sometimes we may be wrong. Sometimes both of us may be wrong. When do we manifest our Christian lifestyle by knowing if your brother has an art against you and you got one against your brother, when do we leave our gifts at the altar? Our preaching, speaking in tongues, prophesying. 
When do we leave it at the altar and go and be reconciled to our brother? We don't have to worry about the world beating us up. We beating ourselves up. This is self-inflicted wounds. I got a book. I got to I gotta go and get this book printed. I really do. I got to get it printed um, that I, I, I wrote called Victim of Self. We beat ourselves up. You talking about the devil? The devil's after the church. The devil? No, the devil ain't. Not, the devil ain't got to do nothing but sit back and watch us beat ourselves up. He watches beat ourselves up. We we beating ourselves up. We beat ourselves up. Beat ourselves up. When when that thing happened to Rodney King, and I was there. I was I was in the midst of that when when they had the when they was tearing up the city. I was I wasn't tearing up city, but I was. They drove me down through, and I was watching people driving off the off the Mercedes lot with Mercedes Benz. I watched people with TVs on their head. I watched people carrying furniture out the stores. I, I saw stores on fire and everything. And I had to get the flight and get back out of there. Matter of fact, the pastor that we were that I was preaching for, we had to take him home because they they were right around the corner from from. Um, from the church, we had to take him home in the van and hide him because he was a Caucasian pastor. And they were after anybody. And so, but here's the thing I learned from the Rodney King thing. When they tried the officers, they just didn't try the officers that beat him. They tried the officers that absolutely sat around and did Sometimes we're guilty because we let people destroy people and we don't say anything. They could be justified in what they're doing, but sometimes you got to say, just pray, leave that alone. Or if something's going on, call somebody. You you call them. I, I, I got to get out of here. I, I really got to get out of here. I remember one time somebody was circulating the picture of a young guy and I knew him, been knowing him since he was a kid and they were circulating the picture of him. And so everyone was talking about him real bad. And, um, so when they, when they sent the picture to me and asked me what I thought about it, I said, I'm going to call him. And they said, you going to call him? I said, yeah. So I called him. I did. And I said, listen, I said, um, you know, uh, I, um, you know, I saw this picture of you and da 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 da, and he explained what the picture was and what it what it really, uh, what it really was. And when he explained it to me, I said, "Okay." And I said, "Well, I, I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon. I wanted to talk to you." And he said this to me. He said, "Pastor Martin, I appreciate you." calling to talk to me. Sometimes we need to talk to people and stop just we don't we haven't talked to folk and we have to talk to people. Sometimes if you especially if you know them, you know, sometimes you got to call and talk to them and find out what's going on. And most time if, if you know if they know you they'll be honest with you and then you can go from there. All right. I'm out of here y'all.
Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you would like to reach Dennis Martin, you can email him at ltdmpodcast at gmail.com. Please support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have a blessed day.